I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Courtney Robertson and I was the most notorious villain in Bachelor history. A lot has changed since then. I got married and I'm a mom to two amazing kids. Every week, I'm going to be talking to other reality stars about what happens when the cameras stop rolling and you have to figure out what to do after reality. Hi, welcome back to After Reality. It's Courtney here. And guess what today is? It's my 40th birthday. Yay! Feels kind of like a big one. So yes, when this comes out, hopefully I am sitting poolside with my friends and family maybe having a mimosa. I hope everybody had a fun 4th of July, America's birthday, America. But first, real quick, the rebrand. I got to touch on it. So you'll see my kids are in the artwork and I feel like after reality is a little bit more on brand for where I'm at in life. But don't you worry. You're still going to be getting some juicy stories. How about Sean Booth's episode? That was great. Hope you enjoyed. Thanks for all the positive feedback. I really have some incredible guests lined up for this season. So, but I'm also going to be talking a lot about the reality of parenthood. That's just where I'm at in life. So today's guest is one year older than me and she has three kids and we have a fun discovery in our little chat and I really hope you enjoy. So we'll get to her momentarily, uh, but I just have to say in all honesty, 40th birthday, it's a big one, but my birthday is always a little bit sad. My mom passed away four years ago and it always makes me think of her. You know, she gave birth to me and I just get a little misty eyed throughout the day. My husband's incredible. He, he doesn't make a big thing of it. He knows and he just gives me some love, um, some sugar, sugar, and gives me some hugs. So anyway, it's just a very deep cut. So I feel for anybody who's lost, anybody parent or anybody near and dear to them, it just never gets easier. <laughs> but I was wondering if I should get a tattoo. I've been thinking about it. I'm 40 now. And I, I've been thinking about getting mom in my mom's uh, handwriting because I have a bunch of cards from her and letters that I've saved. And she had beautiful penmanship, a lost art, I have to say. But my husband doesn't want me to. 
maybe I'll get one this um, on my birthday celebrations. <laughs> he has a ton of tattoos and to me they're very sexy. So he's like, just let me put it on my body. And you know what? I go back and forth on it. Uh, it's like, would it make me sad if I when I see it? Or, you know, I'm a mom now. So I don't know. Could just, it just could be a lot of feels. So Anyway, let's get to today's guest. Uh, she is incredible. She's an icon, and let's bring her in. Okay, today's guest is making parents laugh all over the world. She's the host of Big Time Adulting, a podcast that was made for moms who crave funny, no-nonsense entertainment to distract themselves from the hamster wheel that is life. She has over 900,000 followers on Instagram and is one of the funniest moms in the world. Please welcome Caitlin Murray. I'm sorry if I said that wrong, <laughs> the, the brains and the balls of big time adulting to share the real reality of the hardest job in the world. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I can't believe you just said I was one of the funniest moms in the world. There the whole so wide world moms in the world <laughs> you sure are and I feel like I know you because I'm sure you get that all the time because I've followed you for a long time now oh thank you that's so nice you really are oh my gosh I live for your content it is incredible so you're a mother of three and you're married to your college sweetie is that right that's right yes that's correct. And you, your son, I know your son battled leukemia. I've listened along. Your story has been very, just really touched me. So I do have to say, I really think you have a great story to write. And if you want to write a book, I'm happy to, you know, when you're ready, help you out in any, any way I can. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. You've got a story to tell mama. And so can you give us a little backstory on you? Like, what were you like growing up? Were you, were you always this funny? Were you a tomboy? <laughs> um it's so funny I think people ask me that a lot like if I were if I was funny when I was <laughs> like a kid and stuff I guess I I was I mean kids like always think that they're funny but they're not actually that funny <laughs> <laughs> I would say like I've always been sort of like loved a little bit of craziness and performancey jokey things so yeah that's me that's how I've always been a little class clown uh yes but like a well-behaved one like I never got in trouble oh wow never got arrested that surprises me I've never been arrested either that surprises me uh and your <laughs> 20s how are your 20s did you just have like a blasty blast Oh my God. If I could remember them, I would tell you about it. I was like, uh, living in New York city. I graduated college, moved to New York with like three of my best friends. We lived in some fifth floor walk up on the Upper East side, um, went out like every night and uh, I was just a friggin' wild animal. I don't know what the explicit, uh, <laughs> my lines are on this content on this podcast, but, um, anyway, so yeah, it just, my 20s were a blast. I really lived it up. I was dating my husband at the time still, and we were definitely like testing the waters, going through our ups and downs, a couple makeups and breakups in between. And mm -hmm. so you dated a little bit out there, probably. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But, you know, it was just he was always sort of like there along the way. And we would always sort of like keep coming back. We were just so young when we met. We met in college that it was like kind of a good thing to date for a long time or not date up and get back together kind of thing 
Yeah, I've been there in my 20s. I had a seven-year relationship, college sweetheart kind of a thing. And so, yeah, we did that. And I remember living in New York. I was on a fifth floor walk up and I went to like a Fleet Week party. And I I came, I woke up the next day. Thank God I was, I was in my clothes. The lights were on and I had tons of sailor stamps all over me. (laughs) It was a wild. What did you have to do to get a stamp, Courtney? I don't know. I was in and out all the bars, I guess. (laughs) Apparently I was like one, two, okay. Where all was I at? So for you when you went on the bachelor. So I was 28 and I'm turning 40 now. Yeah. And uh, you know, I do watch any reality tv or i watched your season when you reached out to me i was like oh my god i totally remember you no way (laughs) yes so when my husband and i were dating back in like your season 16 i can't i I have no idea like who was on the season before you right did you say i can't it was ashley a bear and jp she picked jp they were married had kids um now divorced and then the guy my bachelor was like the guy she like said no to. (laughs) Oh, okay. So we used to do like a bachelor fantasy league where we would have like a draft of all either like the women or men, depending on if it was the bachelor or the bachelorette. (laughs) That is so fun. Certain things like, you know, in regular, like in fantasy football, it would be like touchdowns, but like in the bachelor, it would be like made out pride said right reasons like things like that and you got like a certain amount of points for your contestant <laughs> that is so fun I love that my producers um do game of roses podcast and they've kind of made it into a sport it's yeah. hilarious they have similar um kind of segments like that like play of the day and uh you should give it a listen if if you still watch it's just such a time suck I have two little kids now yeah and- Oh, we just I mean, watched if I were you. I would still watch because like right. it was you. So, but I can't, I like, I hardly watch any TV at all. Really? That was what I was going to ask you. Are you binging anything or what's your guilty pleasure? <laughs> I would like to have something that I was binging, but like, if I, if I am binging, it's like all in one day because I just, I don't watch TV like regularly. I hardly ever turn on a show for myself. Like maybe once every three weeks, I'll watch something on TV, like actually sit and watch it. Wow. That's, you know what? That's good for you. I need to probably dial it back because when my kids are napping, it's like, you know, I got to be quiet in the house. And if I sneeze, I wake them up. So I'll be like, I'll just put on my Netflix shows and binge them or get caught up on The Bachelor because I'm interviewing, you know, contestants. So I got to know what's going on. But that is so funny. I wonder what you thought of me because I was the villain of my season. And I think I thought you were the villain. But like, I was, I was like, they kind of made me look like a meanie. I know. Well, I mean, like now knowing so much more about life, because I was probably about the same age as you, like I'm 41, so I'm a year older, but like, I just, I, I assume that they twist the story quite a bit for the sake of the show. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, I wrote a book about it, which was super cathartic for me because like I was the first one to write a tell all about the franchise and what goes on behind the scenes and people loved it. And it was great because people kind of got to hear my voice, not like cut copy paste. So that was that was great. But then it was weird because I was a villain, but he also picked me. But um, this shows about you and I 
I, I told my bring friends that I was, I'm going to bring it back to you. <laughs> yeah. You're hilarious. My told a couple of my girlfriends, we always send each other your stuff and I'm, they're like dying. They're like, Oh my God, I can't believe you get to talk to her. Aww. So, but can you give us a share a little backstory on like how a uh, big time adulting was born? Yeah, sure. So when, as you mentioned, my son was sick with leukemia and he was diagnosed when he was three years old. He's my oldest. So my daughter was one at that time. Obviously, like every parent's worst nightmare is to receive a cancer diagnosis for your child. And like you, I was doing some writing about um, our experience and found it super cathartic. Like it was just a great way to say what I was feeling and experiencing during that time. It was more of a journal for me, but I was sending it out to family and friends and it would give updates on my son and how he was doing along the way and all that. And there was like a definitely emotional element of it and humorous as well. Um, And at some point, a editor who lives in our town asked if I would want to like show it to a publisher. And so I was like, sure. Wow. And they did. And then the publishers came back and they were like, um, it's fine, but she doesn't have a following. So we're not like doing book deals for people who don't have, you know, like followings and stuff like that, which is the way it goes, whatever. That's the the way of the world. And so I was like, well, maybe I'll start an Instagram page. And so that's how I started my page. And it's not like about my son. I do talk about him sometimes, but, um, you know what it's about. So, uh, um, yeah, you sprinkle it in if like, you know, you'd have to go pretty far back, but you have an, it, you have built a massive following. Like, how did you, I mean, I'm so inspired by that. I mean, I have like a measly, almost maybe 50,000 followers, but that's easily, it's so many. I feel like I honestly don't know. It's just, it <laughs> happened organically. And um, I guess just like sharing relatable, real content. And and it's been super validating for me as like a, per, as a woman, as a mom, as somebody who had like goals when they went into this to kind of do something with it. So it's been really freaking awesome, to be honest. I just, I'm like, this is a dream come true. That's, this is all sort of happening for me the way that it is right now. And I can't, I honestly can't believe it myself, but, um, it's really been a cool experience. I'm so proud of you. You've really built a brand and a business for yourself and you're having fun doing it. I love how dancey you are. And like I said, I, uh, so I had both my babies during the pandemic and, my son's just now three, my daughter's 18 months and it was very isolating. I did feel bored at times and your podcast really helped me. Like I felt like days, like some days I'm like, my brain is turning into dust, you know, like I haven't had an adult conversation and like I'm covered in poop and I got pink eye a couple of times just from not washing my hands enough. And like, it's just, you're, you're so relatable and it's like the real reality. I I feel like what you're doing, you know, if it's just so refreshing because you see all these highlight reels and on Instagram of motherhood. And, and it's just, for me, I really resonate with your content. So thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's funny when I started my page, I remember thinking like, if I go this direction of like making fun of myself, making fun of things that kids do and laughing about it and not being like serious and not being curated and not wearing makeup and all of that. I was like, is this just going to flop? Because the only things that I saw on motherhood on Facebook were like these 
beautifully curated accounts telling like all the beautiful stories of motherhood, which, you know, some of those stories are true. There is a lot of beauty and joy in the journey, but it also is not the whole fucking story. Right. There's days where like, I'm not going to post an Instagram reel of me crying because I just spilled a gallon of water and I, I am, I have burnout, you know, Uh, and I'm guilty of it, but I kind of treat my platform as like a scrapbook because the mom brain is real. And I wish I was that mom who was like scrapbooking. I haven't done any baby books. Uh, but do you ever have any creative blocks at all? Because you are pretty like consistent with your posting. Yeah. Um, I try not to put too much pressure on myself to like come up with stuff so that I don't run into that as often. But I think like, I do get worried that I'm going to hit a creative block at some point or whatever that I'm just going to think, like, I don't know what to, and sometimes I, I do feel that way for like a couple of days. I'm like, nothing's coming to me. I don't really know what to post about next or whatever. And then all of a sudden it will just like an idea will come into my mind and I'll just be like, Oh, I could work with this. Let's write this down. And Oh, that's interesting to me. You know, as I just interviewed Sarah Merrill Hall, she's a big kid problems. I don't know on Instagram. And she said the same exact thing. She said, oh, yeah. I, of course I get them. And then all of a sudden I just get flooded with ideas. Cause I, I have always creative blocks and especially if I'm tired or I didn't sleep the night before, if I had my period, it's like that kind of fog. And you're like, God, is this going to lift? I know, totally. And who knows? And if, I feel like w- when you just said, like, when you have your period, I'm like, oh, my messing. I'm a friggin' different human. I'm like, I really um, feel like not myself for a whole week of every month. Um, but sometimes that's when I feel like my sassiest. So, like, <laughs> yeah, I, can, I can see like the way that it comes out in my posts that I'm like, oh, yeah, that, yeah, I was PMSing that. It's kind of fun to like, do you ever look back at them and, and you're like, oh yeah, you know, you're like, I, cause I, I actually have my period right now. And I got into a little, I didn't know it was coming. I got into a little beef with my husband the other night. And then I got it the next day. I was like, ah, and I was sassy. I was like, not tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was <laughs> not my best color. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> it yeah. happens. I, I completely agree with you. I do the same thing. And then I'm also like, oh, that's why I'm so enraged today. I am like nuclear. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, um, I had, I wanted to see, I don't know if it will pick up the audio, but I wanted to play my, one of my favorite clips of yours. Um, I'm going to play it real quick if, if you don't mind, because this, I think everyone can relate to. We're on family vacation and today's our last day and I feel like I've aged a decade since we've been here. It's not a vacation. It's a family trip. It's a relocation. It's the same bit, different shovel, you know? I feel like it's time to go home and just get back to a place where at least I know for certain where the coffee filters are located. I mean, that I've watched so many times and I I can totally, I can always clip it in so it's louder so people can hear it, but it's so true. You go on a family vacation and it's not that relaxing. Like, like you said, where are the freaking coffee filters? And, you know, we, we did a staycation last summer on my birthday, fourth is the 5th of July and long story short. Your birthday's July 5th? Yeah. Mine too. Stop it. I just got goosebumps. Like you can't Happy see. Happy birthday. I'm oh turning my. 40. Oh my 
gosh, no wonder oh I love gosh. you so much. Which is so happy early birthday, mama. I wish I had your address. I'd send you a little something. So, but so, okay. So if you're, you're a firecracker that fizzled too, but for me growing up, everybody was out of town for my birthday, growing up in Arizona, everyone leaves. Um, so last summer we just did a staycation at a, a nice resort here, they had a water slide. We brought the kids and it was awful. My son's in the mini bar. He's usually used to sleeping in his bed. He's rolling off the bed in the middle of the night. My daughter's sleeping in a pack and play in the bathroom. It just, we cut our, it was a two night thing. I was like, we're going home. This is not enjoyable. Yeah. Like, why did we do this to ourselves? But you're also at such tough ages. Like if you have an 18 month old and a three-year-old, like there's almost like, there's no escaping except yeah. for nap time. <laughs> yes. And then I'm like, God, am I making the best out of my time? You know? Uh, but that's so interesting. We're both July 5th. Are you doing anything fun for your birthday? Um, so I'm going up to Vermont with two, with my three best girlfriends from my town for two nights on July 6th and 7th. Cause one of our other friends, her birthday is July 10th. So we kind of do this annually. Oh my God. Hopefully you guys don't get all in your feelings with the cancers. <laughs> oh my God. We, we will, we will. I love, and I love that I swim in my feelings. Sometimes I just have to turn the volume down, you know? Yes, I, I do know. Yeah. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So I'm turning 40 this summer and uh I know you're so we're going to LA and I've got my mother-in-law watching the kids two nights. We're going to watch fireworks. There's going to be a pool and beverage, adult bevies. And that's, that's it. No real agenda. Yeah, that's it. Perfect. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Um, That's so crazy. Oh my gosh. Uh, another July 5th one. So I hope you have a blast and you you know what? You don't really talk or share too much about your marriage on social media. Um, and I would love to hear any pearls of wisdom that you could share that might help parents help each other out. 
help each other the F out a little more. Like if you have anything that you want to share, that'd be great. Because like I said, it's a little touch and go around here. We're really in the trenches. Yeah, you are really in the trenches in those age ranges. And I, I am, you know, if, if you're following me, you know how happy I am to be exiting those years. I did not appreciate babies and toddlers. Yeah. We just went through potty training, but like for a perfect example, I'm working at being like a little bit more like, rather than talking to the kids, like dad's going to help me get you in the car. Like, I hate that shit. You know, it's like, just help me in the car. Like you, you see me like it's a three ring circus. I'm trying to get the kids to preschool. But if you have any like marriage or parenting tips or something that works for you guys, that would be great. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, you're right. I don't usually talk about um, my marriage or my husband much on my Instagram, unless it's in like a positive light. Um, he's adorable. <laughs> you guys are so cute. He is, was my like best friend in college. Um, and so, you know, I feel like having that foundation of being super good friends with each other has been a great benefit in marriage for us. And I think I experienced this thing with him. I think it's something he taught me more than I realized with him is that like, he was such my teammate. Like he wanted, you know, me to win all the time and um, was not like on another team. We were on the same team and I just felt that support and like genuine teammate-ness out of him, which I think just really is all you can ask for in a marriage or relationship, somebody to like always be on your side and like your cheerleader and stuff. And obviously like it ebbs and flows, like somebody's gonna, you're gonna flip flop rules of who needs to be the cheerleader, who needs to pick somebody else up at different times or like good cop, bad cop. Yeah. Do you guys switch off on that? We have our like roles that we live within, but I don't know, maybe part of the reason like it things work here in a way too, because my husband's gone all day, every day. Like we do not see each other throughout the course of the day. He's not in my space. I'm not in his space. So there's very little like interaction on a day-to-day basis from the hours of first thing in the morning. I don't even usually see him in the morning. He's up and gone before I wake up. And by the time he gets home, it's like, seven, seven thirty or later, sometimes, sometimes earlier, but usually around seven. So like everything that's happened in a day with kids has gone on when he's been out of the house. So that's really hard as like a mom to have to do it all. But Mm -hmm. in the same sense, like we're not, I'm not like, I wish you were helping me more with this or that because he's physically not here to help. So I guess um, if he were home and I was seeing like a pattern like that, it would piss me the fuck off. Like I would really... <laughs> We'll talk about when you're like emotional or whatever. And it's like, yeah. hello, yeah, help me, yeah. help out. But that's also hard for you too, because then he comes home and then it's like, you need a break. And then it's like, he probably, he's been working all day and then he has to spring right into dad mode. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just those years with little kids, you're just in a pressure cooker. It's just not easy. So like, I I would say the things that you like can do is just remember that it's hard for everybody and like to be communicative in like a non aggressive way about how you feel about things. Like, I always feel like coming from an angle of like, I'm kind of drowning here and I really need your help is the better angle than you're not doing enough, you know? That's, that's really a good reminder. I think for everybody, you've got a good 
outtake on it. And, you know, I, another thing I, I know you've talked a lot about is um, anxiety and I had postpartum anxiety with both my kids and I didn't really share that with my husband. I have, I'm working on communicating better and it was health anxiety. Totally. And I had experienced anxiety after the show, but not to this level, like where it was like really bad. And I know you've talked about that on your podcast as well. And I don't know, maybe it's a July 5th thing. Um, after you have kids, it's like your mortality is, and you know, you dealt with your son and him going through leukemia. I don't know if that was a contributor for you, but it was more about me. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recently had a panic attack in the middle of the night. And I hadn't, by the way, I hadn't told my husband, like I had been experiencing it at this level. I woke up, my arms were tinkling and, you know, I get this heavy feeling in my chest So I come and I sit on the couch and I woke up in the morning. He's like, did you sleep on the couch last night? I actually got sick to my stomach for the first time. Like my body was basically saying what I wasn't saying. Yeah, I was keeping in. We have this little baby shark training toilet in the living room. Not my finest hour. I threw up in it. (laughs) I'm in handy. But in the next day, I just like cracked wide open. I was like, I think I'm having anxiety and I think I had a panic attack last night. So ever since I shared that with him and like yesterday, for example, because we had this little tiff the other night, I said, Hey, I, we had a doctor's appointment to go to, to drop off. And I was like, I have so much anxiety today. Like I need you to do it. And I, it's like, you just hear me take a deep breath. So that has helped a lot. And it sounds like you were very open with your husband about like how you're feeling. And do you have any tips uh, as far as getting through that or things that we can do when we are starting to feel that boiling up. Yeah. I mean, God, there have been days that I've felt like completely debilitated by my anxiety mm. and like just can't, can't stop thinking about something that like maybe something like health related pops up. And then I become really fixated on that yes. for a long time. And, um, I had like an eye issue a couple of years ago and I was like, it's a brain tumor, you know, like, and then I couldn't stop like thinking that it's almost like on a loop. Like for me, I was like, I'm having a heart attack. I went to the doctor two days later. He's like, Courtney, that was a panic attack. I'm like, but do you think I'm having a heart attack? He's like, no, Yeah. that was a full bore panic attack, you know? Yeah. So that's what was going on with your eye. Was it like twitching? Cause I get that when I get stressed, I'm like this. I get the eye twitch when I stress, but this is, a, this was a complete, this was like a vision hindrance thing. It was something it's called central serous ret- retinopathy. And it's like a buildup of fluid behind your retina. And it like skews the way it looks out of that eye. It's like looking in a funhouse mirror out of one eye. Really? It's a blast. Oh, um, so wow. I was like, oh, God, I'm dying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Naturally, I would think the same thing. And then if you Google something, you're like, it's like, you're definitely you know, dying. If you're you dead. Yeah. yeah. Or like go yeah. to call 911 and you're like, oh, it's, yeah. it's you're going dumb. down. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yes. I have to like tell myself not to go, go down a Google rabbit hole. Um, it is definitely like something I coach myself through regularly still. Um, one of the things I think that helps me a lot is to be like in those moments when I can feel that pressure in my chest and like kind of going through the same thing in my head over and over again and just not letting this thought like pass through is like, Caitlin, you have anxiety. You have health anxiety. Everything is okay. Like you are a health anxious person and just reminding myself that like, 
this is what I have. And Mm -hmm. um, it usually helps me come down a little bit just to like say it and name it and realize it, that it's like, this is anxiety. This isn't a fact. That is, I heard that on your podcast when you said this isn't a fact and like focusing on your surroundings really helps. Yeah. I've been practicing that and I've just started practicing belly breathing and luckily it's at somewhat at bay. It's just, it just comes out of nowhere though sometimes. And you're like, damn it, you little fucker, you're back. Yeah. Usually I can manage it these days. I feel like much better and lighter on the whole, but every now and again, like this past week, I've had a couple of days of like massive anxiety. And I think it's been like a transition. We're going through like starting summer camp. My kids are all in like three different camp schedules and I'm like losing my mind. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's like about not knowing, you know, like a lack of control and it ramps up during those times. And during those times, I'm like, I just, I feel like I just need a Xanax like once a month or something. Same. Like, a I nipple. Don't, I don't have any medicine, but <laughs> it's like I have it in case. Like if I travel, I get it. And I, my husband, I did tell him that. I'm like, if I ever just need to crack the glass, you know. Yeah. You know, put the fire out before it gets. If I feel it bubbling up, it definitely just pushes you in the right direction. But I really didn't want to have to you know, take medicine. I have a, so I got a life coach and she specializes in, and this was, I, by the way, kind of after the show, like behave, like more like cognitive therapy. Mm-hmm. And she has taught me some incredible tricks, like uh, going through the alphabet and each, for example, like each letter associating that with a, a feel good feeling. Ooh. So if you ever feeling that, like it could be simple, it could be like a apples. I love them. Or for me, it's like a Arizona. I'll think like, I love home. I love, you know, and I'll associate that with a feel good feeling B beach, whatever it is. But if you go through the whole, I usually, by the time I get through the middle, I'm it's gone. That's great. Uh, But she's, and I've called her and I'm like, I think I'm dying. And she's like, you're not dying, Courtney. Like, sometimes just having some that one person that you can call. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, somebody who can bring you back down to earth. Some, it's, for me, it's my mom. I call my mom to talk about <sighs> stuff like that. That's really nice. I My mom passed away four years ago. So that was also a source of anxiety for me. She never met my husband or my kids. I'm not going to throw a pity party, but becoming a mom really... It was triggering for sure. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. (laughs) But I have an incredible mother-in-law and my dad has always been like Mr. Mom, so... Oh, thankfully, but let's switch gears here. So you famously said, famously said that you're a better mom after a glass of wine. Um, 
then you got a little bit of heat for it. So is wine your drink of choice? Do you, I, 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 like, all the reds. I like all, I like a lot of different kinds of alcohols. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll try alcohol. <laughs> I don't usually drink like brown alcohols. I don't drink like that, like whiskey uh, mm-hmm. or anything that often, but That'll I will put hair on your chest. <laughs> would it's not. Yes. So anyway, but I, uh, I, but yeah, wine, I love a glass of wine. Um, and I had to take, I took that post down because I can't believe that you get a little backlash. I I listened to your podcast, which go give it a listen people. It's so good on mommy wine culture. That was that. Yes. And it was really refreshing to me. I was like, shit, should I cut back? And then I'm like, you know, it was just very informational for sure. And I didn't realize that that was like a whole thing. The wami mommy wine culture. Easy for me to say. Wami mind culture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I guess like, you know, I think it is like that that so many moms are just like home isolated, bored out of their minds, like can't wait for a little bit of an outlet. And then takes the edge off. Takes the edge off. And then, you know, when you're seeing all over social media or whatever, like mommy needs her wine or whatever, and you're thinking, well, this is fine. Everyone's doing this. And then it becomes like if it's becoming like a bottle of wine a night or something like that, then you're maybe in some trouble with your consumption levels. Right. So, um, I forget the, oh yeah. So, I mean, I love to have a couple of drinks. Like it's one of the things that I enjoy in life most, but I also am very like scared of and conscious of the power of alcohol and with my health anxiety. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you drink too much, that stuff. it's like, it's like a direct correlation. Yeah. But you know, that being said, like I will pick and choose those nights and let my hair down and wake up with a hangover and hate myself. But <laughs> if I had a fun time, I'll be like, oh, that was worth it. I had a great night. Oh, I totally agree. I, I totally agree. I, I definitely keep it top of mind to be mindful of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, but like at the end of the day, especially when the situation I'm in, like, I'm like, oh, it just really helps just take the edge off. Or if we go on a date night, I love, I don't really drink that many cocktails that kind of get me fired up. A little talk about feisty. Oh, yeah. I turn into like a feisty person, which is fun sometimes, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely feel feel it the next day. So, well, I've taken up a lot of your time. I have a segment, um, it's called The Hardest Job in the World. And I was curious if you've ever had a mommy meltdown that you can think of. You look at, she's, you can't see her, but she's like, mm-hmm. if you have any stories that you'd like to share, that could, that would be fun. I mean, I feel like I have a mommy meltdown like once a week or something like that. You know, I think it's like one of those things this morning when I was getting my kids off for camp and I was like, this is the week, the camp transition week. And I've been like super stressed and I'm PMSing. So it's like the perfect. We're on the same cycle too. I know. Look at this. Um, Birthday twins, cycle twins. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I guess like this morning, my daughter um, on our way out, we were bike riding to camp and she was like, are you stressed mom? And I was like, Yes. I was like, I'm sorry you can tell that, but I was like, it's just been a hectic morning and um, busy and every, getting everybody out the door today at different times and just trying to explain to her what was going on. But I think um, even if it wasn't like a full on like explosion, it's like, you know, what those moments when you know that your kids know that you're either annoyed or stressed or whatever that you feel 
badly about. Um, mm. But it's do you get mom really guilt or do you just kind of brush it off? I do get mom guilt, but then um, I've, you know, really, I really feel like I'm working on just like accepting myself as like a person who will lose their shit sometimes or be stressed out sometimes or be angry or annoyed sometimes um, because I'm human. And those are a range of emotions that real normal humans experience. And I expect my kids to have all those emotions as well. And I, you know, I'm not going to be fake about it. So um, I think accepting that and like trying, knowing you're trying your best. I mean, I, I really am a great mom. I know that like, I'm, I'm a great fucking mom. <laughs> I love it. That is so cool. That's going to be my new uh, morning mantra. I'm going to try to start incorporating some, some of that in there, but I think the listeners are going to love to hear this. And obviously probably everybody follows you. Have you ever had any, uh, I'm sure you have big celebrities follow, follow you, but like, have you ever been a little starstruck by a follow? Yes. So many, I mean, everybody, but, um, I'm like, I'm just always like, Oh my God, however many, whoever follows me, a normal human or a celebrity, but when you see the name that you recognize, you're like, um, but I have some ones that are just like, oh my God, like (laughs) Jennifer Aniston, you're following me. Why? Does? Oh my gosh. That is epic. I would like slide into her DMS and get her on. I bet you should come on your podcast. Oh my God. I wouldn't, I just like, I can't even. Maybe one day I'll ask her. I don't know. Um, Penelope Cruz is following me now. So oh, what? What? I mean, that, she's a mom. So, but anyway, there are a couple that I'm like. There, are, there are a few others that I'm very like excited by or shocked, shocked by. I'm shocked. I that is amazing. Oh my gosh, I would be so starstruck. Well, I'm a little starstruck by you just because I oh, followed you for so long, and I listened no. to your Chelsea Handler podcast. Go give that one a listen to all of them, you guys. Chelsea's another one. I've always loved Chelsea Handler and thought she was hilarious, and like looked up to her as a comedian for a long time. Well, that was a fun listen, and you are you going places, kid. And uh, so, <laughs> last question is, uh, what's your favorite snack? That's so funny because that's what I make everybody tell me. Um, I know. Uh, that's um, why I want to know what yours is. It's actually bullshit that I ask everyone that question because I don't even have a favorite snack. But it, it's like, you know, uh, cyclical. Like I get yeah. on like a kick of having one snack all the time. My husband just ordered a bunch of this magic spoon cereal. Have you ever tried that? It's like, no. kind of like it's they are marketed as like, uh, kid cereal for adults. So it's got like a lot of protein in it and stuff, but they have like basically adults like chocolate cereal and stuff like that. So I just had a little bowl of that downstairs. That was great. Mm, I love uh, cereal. I always want to go back to my childhood roots, and, like Lucky Charms or Corn Pops or, yes. but I don't, I just keep walking. I'm like, this shit can't be good for you. No, it's not. And I think actually I've, whenever I try stuff like that, that like I used to live, I'm like, Ugh, that's yeah, uh. <laughs> I am grown up now actually. You uh, are. <laughs> well, you are so great. Where can people find you see? Everything is called big time adulting. So that's where you can find me. Awesome. Now go get yourself a snack, mama. Thank you, Courtney. 
All right, that's our show. Thank you so much for tuning in to After Reality. How about that, Caitlin? Go give her a follow now that she needs it. And uh, I'm ready to party. But first, I've got to try Nick Vial again real quick. Let's see if we can get him on the pod. I'm sorry, the person you are trying to reach has a voicemail box that has not been set up yet. Please try your call again later. Goodbye. I wonder if I'm blocked or if I'm just getting red buttoned. Anyway, we'll keep at it, and uh, I hope everybody has a great day. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, I'm your host, Courtney Robertson, and this has been After Reality. After Reality.